back here on the big show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app with Andy and Brendan. You can join us with a call or a text at 875-KTGR. We're talking all the coaching vacancies. Alabama, New England, where's Bill Belichick going to go? Who's going to replace Nick Saban? Things like that. Tell us your thoughts, 875-KTGR. Hey, let's talk some Mizzou women's basketball. Tonight they take on number one South Carolina uh, at home, a chance to, uh, you know, upset the number one team in the country. Why not? Only one way to find out is is how I kind of see it. And here to join us uh, and talk with us about it is the voice of Mizzou women's basketball, Brad Trinago. He's actually joining us in studio today. This is a little bit of a change. How about that? Hey, it's doing all right. Uh, yeah. It's okay. I kind of like it. I can see you. You've got the little video screen combo going on here. I can see my hand. Hey, yeah, Brendan can uh, can see uh, Brad. He uh, uh, Brad can see, see you, Brendan. I, I don't see know Brad's hand. See. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> All right, nice. very good. That's, I was trying for the you know what? Ears. I was for, uh, uh, okay, oh, he's trying to is. give me rabbit ears. This That's what's happening. Nice. Yeah, radio, this is the, the this is the radio that everybody comes for. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, this. The, this this Mizzou team that is still looking for their first SEC win. Uh, Having to deal with a lot of injuries too, and kind of going through this uh, this early part of the schedule. But I mean, through all of that, Robin pinched him with how she's uh, tried to galvanize the group and get them together for some of these games. How have you noticed that going forward? Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that that Coach Pinchton has talked about a lot is is how much work and how much extra time that this team has put in, you know, as, as different players, you know, it, there's only so many hours that you're allowed to have, you know, formal practices and stuff like that on the court. But, but she has pointed out repeatedly that, Hey, this, this is a group that is always willing. She, she can always hear the basketballs going on in the, in the practice court from for where her, uh, her office is. And it's because they're getting some extra shots up, doing some extra things on their own. But you're right, you know, it can certainly be a challenging thing, and there have been a, a couple of, of disappointing results there. I will say the LSU game, especially through the first half, they were right there toe-to-toe with the defending national champions, and then the third quarter was where it kind of got away from them. You know, the the end of the Alabama game, you know, the, the injury to Mama Dembele, I mean, certainly that was kind of demoralizing for them. But I, I think that overall this team is still still in a good spot, still feels like they're pulling in the same direction. Now can you... Can you get it done against what appears to be yet again the best team in the country? Yeah, I mean the, they once again look really strong. They restock every single year, and, uh, and and of course Mizzou a whole lot of familiarity in, in a game like this. So that that has to be the extra motivating factor, though, because there are players that played in this game before, and they and they know what it takes to to hang with a team like this. So does that then become? A, a bit of an extra boost, you think, where players might have more of a chance to to give their best game than maybe. In, in, it's not to say they're not trying to do it earlier, but I mean, in, in a game like this, it obviously brings it out of you sometimes. Well, I think the the belief has got to be there, and it, it's it's kind of eerie some of the parallels that we're we're looking at here. So the last time that Mizzou and South Carolina played here in what I like to call the Good Columbia, it yeah. Mizzou was going up against the number one team in the country. Mizzou had significant pieces of their roster unavailable. In that case, it was due to some positive COVID-19 tests that went through the the players and the staff. And despite all of that, we're still able to pull off the upset, that last-second Lauren Hansen bucket in overtime to win by a point. And now we fast-forward a little more than two years since that game, and 
we we don't know the status uh, of Mama Dembele for this game, but whether she's available or not, Angie Galakalandi's not going to play. Avery Cronkey's not going to play. Those were going to be, if they weren't going to be two starters for this game in the preseason, they were going to be two of the top six or seven players. So they're going to be a little shorthanded there. From what I understand, there's a little bit of illness running through some of the staff members on the team, too. So, again, yeah. you got you got these similarities here where not going to be at full strength, going up against the best team in the country that does appear to be at full strength or close to it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they can run it run it back again like they did 700-plus days ago. Yeah, it's it's very possible. Brad Trinago, voice of Mizzou women's basketball, joining us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. And, and you talked about some of the players that have been out uh last uh, few weeks or so. And Avery Kroenke has been someone that they hoped they'd, they would have the start of the season, but she's been out pretty much uh, all year. And, uh, of course, players have had to step up in those roles, but it sure seems that, uh, a freshman in Abby Shrek and a freshman in Grace Slaughter have really been coming on try. It sure seems that, you know, this this could be a year where if you get valuable experience for those players, then it could pay off in the end. Sure, absolutely. And and whether it's that's this year or beyond, right? But you know, Ashton Judd last year was a, a freshman who had a pretty big impact for Mizzou. She she didn't start, but she played close to starters minutes. She averaged seven points per game, and and I, I bring her up because you've got Grace Slaughter at 11 points per game right now, and you've got Abby Shrek at nine points per game. Judd averaging seven was good enough for SEC All-Freshman team. So you've, you've got two kids that are playing at SEC All-Freshman level. Hannah Lenthicum is starting in the post. You know She did it against Angel Reese a couple of weeks ago. She's going to do it tonight against Camila Cardoso. I mean, so she's getting some valuable reps, the Jefferson City High School product. So I, I think that's certainly going to help. I mean, Shrek is, is shooting well over 40% from three, and if Mama Dembele can't go tonight, she's probably going to be the starter at point guard, and she's probably going to play almost all of the 40 minutes at the point against one of the best defenses in the country. So certainly both getting thrown into the fire, Slaughter and Shrek, but they've shown a lot of positives, and I think there's a lot of optimism going forward when you look at, you know, between Shrek and Slaughter and Hannah Lenthicum and, you know, Judd as a sophomore. I mean, those are four of your top, you know, probably seven, eight players right now. So going forward, you've got a, you've got a nice nucleus working there, even after people like Haley Frank uh, wind up moving on after this season. Talking with Brad Trinago, Mizzou women's basketball voice here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So, I mean, notwithstanding with just this one game, Mizzou's trying to build a, uh, a resume that can get a little more attention for later in the season. And I wonder how that that might be shaping up uh, with the games they have coming up and how the SEC kind of looks this year in, in relation to the rest of the country. I mean, with what Mizzou got in non-con and what they're trying to pair together to to get a good look at the committee, what, what do you think has to happen here? Well, the SEC, it's interesting to me this year what's, what's different than past years. I mean, if, if I'm being honest, I only see two teams in the SEC who will make it out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. That, hmm. that's, that's South Carolina and LSU. Those yeah. are the only two teams in my mind that are Sweet 16 and beyond caliber programs. Now, with that being said... I, I see a whole lot of teams that would typically be that middle class who are, you know, your, your seven and eight seeds in the NCAA tournament. I see a lot of teams in this conference that all could, could potentially 
fit that bill down the road. So like the 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 lower class and the middle class appears to have risen in my mind. So what that means is that you just don't have I know it's a cliche, but there just aren't it doesn't seem like there's an easy game in the SEC this year. There aren't those teams that are like, oh, they're 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 a hot mess. Well, even if we're playing them on the road, we're going to be fine there. I don't I don't really see a game like that throughout the conference, and so you don't get that opportunity to to kind of exhale a little bit, and it's going to be that way for for two consecutive months. And you know, Vanderbilt, the team that Mizzou is going to play Sunday in Nashville, is a prime example of that. They were a team that you know finished. They've been in the bottom four of the conference for the last couple of years, and now they've only lost one time so far this season. They're undefeated early on in conference play they're just outside of the top 25 and so i think that's that's one example of, of how the, the 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 lower class and the middle class of this league has risen up and and overall i think it's going to end up making the conference look pretty good on selection sunday yeah because they've been around the top around uh, the country most of these years and so uh, just you know f- finding a way to copy yourself to to about 500 has almost gotten you into consideration most of the time but but maybe in a year like this you know, probably need to stand out a little bit more. Well, specifically in Mizzou's case, because they, they took a few extra losses in non-conference play compared to where they've usually been. Wound up at 9-4, and four. Um, and so I, I think, I, you know, 8-8, eight and eight, is that good enough? Boy, I'd, 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 I'd hate to leave it at that point and leave it in the committee's hands. I, I would think that, you know, at least 9-7 and seven is going to be the, the number that it's going to take to get there. You know, in a little bit of a hole right now, starting out at 0-2 already. But, you know, if you, if you can get Dembele healthy... Maybe uh, a Gala Kalandi or a Kroenke. I'm not not sure on their status, but if you can get one or both of them to come back and get those outside shots to start falling again, didn't didn't shoot well from three in the game against Alabama either, and Alabama certainly did. So that that wasn't very helpful to the cause in that game. But get the outside shots going, continue to improve defensively. I mean, that's the thing too. For you're talking about true freshmen like you know like Shrek and and Slaughter, learning what it takes defensively at this level is, is such a, a big adjustment for them and you know for Hannah Lenthicum down low to be an effective disruptor in terms of the the shots from post players and also from perimeter players that drive in making sure your assignment correct as coach Penston likes to say all the time so that's a continuing process and and potentially this team as this young team gets a little bit older if you will in terms of big game experience they, they can start to catch fire a little bit and, and make a run at this thing. Yeah, we'll certainly see. Uh, Brad Trinago, a broadcaster for Mizzou Women's Basketball, joining us here on the Big Show KTGR before Mizzou takes on number 1 South Carolina tonight. So I assume, Brad, that you... You ate the same thing for breakfast. You ate the, you tied your <laughs> shoes the exact same way. You buttoned your shirt the exact same way that you did back on, what was it? December 30th, 31st uh-huh. of, of 2021 when this happened the last time. You did all that, right? I should have. It's okay. December 30th, 2021. I believe I came on this show and, and talked with you a little bit about you did. what the well, was What going are we to doing be? right now? Brendan, yeah. we're manifesting it. We're trying, man. It's coming. Well, so, I think that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what we needed here. So the, yeah, so the podcast positive is we're, we're following a lot of the same steps, yeah. including being on, on the big show with, with you. Uh, the negative is, do you know how many regular season games South Carolina has lost since that night? Oh, gosh. Uh, let me think about that. How about none? The answer is zero. Okay, they have right. not lost well, a single. They are 58-0 and 0 <laughs> okay, in the regular right. season. They lost once in an SEC tournament. They lost once to Caitlin Clark in the Final Four they of the did, NCAA yeah. tournament. And that is it in terms of losses since Columbia. But I don't know what it is. There's something about Columbia, Missouri. They are, they're 2-4 and four here. And since Mizzou has joined the SEC in 2012, the teams that have beaten 
South Carolina more than Mizzou, UConn, Tennessee, Kentucky, which Kentucky is the designated rival, so they play right. South they Carolina. They play twice. Yeah, they get they? way more chances right, at yeah. it. That's the list. Those are the only teams, though. Yeah. I don't know. There's something That's about crazy. There's it's, something about Mizzou against South Carolina where they they tend to make it a game, you know, more than than the rankings would indicate. And and who knows? We'll see if that's the case again tonight, like it was a little more than two years ago. Again, we do our part here on this show <laughs> to do whatever we can to manifest that kind of energy, and hopefully, it was uh, enough to try and just uh, the slight push. They'll do most of the work, uh, but uh, but hey, we we do our part here on the show to try and push towards that goal. Brad Trinago, great to have him. Here, uh, the, here in studio, of course, uh, a special treat. You're going to hear uh, the exact same crisp voice as you're hearing right now <laughs> in about a couple hours or so when Mizzou women's basketball coverage begins as they take on number one South Carolina later on tonight. Brad, appreciate you, buddy. Yep. Thanks for coming on in. Thanks, y'all.